Welcome no. to Two Thirds Fuck Off, Jan. <laughs> I'm Rasmus. <laughs> and I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And I'm Lucas. Yay. Hey, Hi, Lucas. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's we nice have the Puppet Master. Thanks for being here. Yep. It's, a, it's, it's a nice moniker, but I don't think it's true. I don't think it's <laughs> to be. I think it is. I mean, we, we all do know you kind of, though, as the Puppet Master. I guess so. The, the, the cozy, cuddly kind, not the Godfather yeah. kind. Or the um, you know, like terrifying, haunted, ventriloquist dummy kind. <laughs> yeah, but that would involve hands up butts, and we don't do that. <laughs> well... <laughs> okay, speak for yourself, Mr. Yeah. French. <laughs> I had to, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. Not going to yuck somebody else's yum, do whatever you want to do. Man. Exactly. But, but you're not. Uh, quick question before we stop. Um, Lucas, you, you've made wonderful puppets. We've seen them, and, and people listening to the podcast, if you haven't yet, rush to the Instagram to see them because they're absolutely fantastic. Have you thought of doing. Uh, scary ones uh, I have thought about it and I like I guess tiptoed into that a little bit I did a headless pirate at one point and if you'd like if you look down upon the top of the heads you can see the inside of the neck so it's quite but it's but I tried to do a cute and cuddly decapitated head so uh, <laughs> okay I, I do kind of <laughs> would like to do some creepy stuff maybe but the reason I make puppets is I like doing stuff that's just silly and funny, and yeah, you can do can that. You sort of give the the story of what a Lucas is. Um, okay, uh, so I I'm not a full time maker. I don't make for money. I turn down more commissions than I than I take on <laughs> um, because I only make things that I want to make. So if someone <laughs> yeah. You, you know, messages me and says, will you make me this? And I think, no, I don't want to do that. I just won't do it. Um, I've got, uh, in my other life, my life outside the making community, I um, am a, a child protection social worker and a yeah. therapist. So okay. it's pretty, like, hairy and can be pretty stressful and unpleasant. So then I like yeah. to come away from that um, and make a big furry monster or you know <laughs> like make a talking stack of pancakes because that is silly that and is stupid nice. and yeah you know balances out my karma or whatever not karma but you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's it's i i can fully see that being a nice way of unwinding after a mm -hmm. stressful day at work yeah but yeah do you sometimes end up bringing the puppets into work no not really um Mod I'm going to sound like such an old fart, but I'm going to go for it. Like a lot no, of kids we have read, so oh, okay. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hold back. <laughs> vintage um, fart, please. Yeah. <laughs> vintage fart. Okay. Uh, like a lot of kids don't really like puppets anymore, and I think um, you know, like I grew up watching Fraggle Rock and Sesame Street and all yes. these things. Um, and actually, like kids that I meet and speak to on a day-to-day -day basis, I say to them, you know, like I've got a, I made a fraggle and I've got a sticker of that and I have it on the back mm -hmm. of my phone and on my laptop and stuff. And, and kids will see it and say, oh, what's that? And I say, oh, it's a fraggle. And they've got no idea what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they're kind of, I don't want to say spoiled by Pixar and amazing CGI and stuff. They just, they don't, 
uh, I think puppets are a bit slow, maybe for for most of the kids that I I go and see. They want something that shoots lasers and explodes. And you can make a puppet that shoots lasers and explodes. <laughs> I've got a laser now. I can sure. Yeah. <laughs> a quick question, if I may, uh, because you've, you you're making puppets and you're a therapist. So, to me, the the obvious question is. Um, I've seen the, the the what the Beaver, the movie um, of uh, with Mel Gibson a few years ago, um, and and so the obvious question is: Have you used one of your puppets uh, in therapy to maybe help people that are, are have, have difficulties to talk about their problem, to have something to go through and express them more easily? Uh, not really. Not the things that I make specifically. We there are. Um sort of specific therapeutic puppets that you can mm -hmm. get um, that I have used in the past but I don't I don't try to like Ghostbusters man don't cross the streams right like mm. over here is I make silly stuff yeah because it's important to be silly and play is useful and it's therapeutic for me and then over here is my job where i'm serious and i talk about serious shit and mm -hmm. you know and i don't i definitely could but i just don't i'm reluctant to yeah. let, let oh. the worlds collide Com completely yeah. understandable mm -hmm. yeah everybody yeah. needs his own little safe space yeah so uh, maybe in the future we'll see um that brings me up to a question like i've seen your puppets i think that was make a central about two years ago and um, well, I vividly remember Dan running around with the puppet first yeah. and for all, and then talking to you about it. Um, I haven't been to the last Maker Central, but I've seen pictures and a video of your um, puppet on a tricycle. Yes. Which was freaking phenomenal. Is that something <laughs> like new you tried out? Have you done something like that before? Is that an older model? Uh, there's something, something new. Um, I'm kind of... As I'm totally self-taught in making puppets, I've never, you know, you can you can go to school for it, but I never have. I just sort of mm -hmm. tried things out, um, and um, a lot of modern puppets, bigger puppets, things and things that like Grogu from Mandalorian and all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. They're not controlled by somebody's hand anymore. They're controlled by servos and and yeah. stuff. So yeah, I wanted like a, a, mm -hmm. yeah, a simple servo project that I could do that, you know, could I just kind of uh, learn a little bit about how that all works. So I thought the, the tricycle would be a nice starter because it's just one servo, you know, to turn left and right. Uh, That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you could have put servos uh, into so many different puppets, but you yeah. chose that one. <laughs> and that's my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm hoping for next year to kind of upgrade him a little bit. His drivetrain wasn't great, and I've also been uh, had a little chat with um, the Maker Monster, Jake, our friend. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and floated the idea of putting a servo in the thumb so it can ring a little bell to say yeah. like, "Oh, oh that, that would be like... amazing." <laughs> yeah, and maybe yeah, the head cool. to turn his head when he's like driving around. But yeah, it's. I mean, it looked awesome, and, and especially what I was amazed by is you could actually see the legs like correctly move. Like it looked like he was actually pedaling, mm -hmm. and not just being moved by it. So at yeah. least on the video I've seen. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of um, 
trial and error. His feet are on risers, which are not because I couldn't make his legs long enough, because I could always just sew more fabric on. Um, it's so that I could weight them, so that the box oh. is full of pennies in one side, so okay. that I can adjust how many pennies are in there. Uh, oh. So that it looks like he's pushing down more on the yeah, front yeah, than it, on the back. Yeah, yeah, it gives it the feel of the momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is great. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure if you were cleverer than I am that you could like have some sort of special system for that. But I was like, no, I've got a cardboard box and pennies. <laughs> what, yeah, whatever works. More, yeah, It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Yeah. So is this something you're um, going to go uh, into more? Just the animatronic um, side of things? Um, yeah, I'd love to. And I'd, what I'd really like to be able to do is uh, have things that respond automatically to sensors. So... Mm-hmm. That if we were doing something like Maker Central, we could have somebody, you know, like something up that would, you know, as people walked by, be moving and looking around mm. and, and stuff. So that's the big dream, but it's a that long could be time. something creepy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Beware of a hammer throwing puppet. <laughs> uh, nice. I've always quite fancied making, um, like most of the puppets I make are made from natural rubber and foam and fleece and and stuff but you can um sculpt a puppet out of clay and then kind of cast yeah. it in silicone mm-hmm. um because obviously silicone moves really well and yeah. that's always a good thing if you want to have like a zombie or you know something that's kind of dripping or oozing or so oh, i've wanted, yeah. wanted to for a long time do all the hammer horror monsters you know like oh, yeah. uh frankenstein and wolfman and mummy and stuff so maybe 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 are you kind of assuming you've seen all of Adam Savage's videos on puppets and puppetry and yes, all of that? Yeah, yeah. because uh, I, I find that entire world really fascinating. But it's also such a niche and specialized thing that it's, it's just a rabbit hole that's easy <laughs> to fall into. Yeah, definitely. And, and just one of the more recent ones was sort of how they had combined the use of servos with um, using hand puppets mm-hmm. so that you had like a glove that you would wear mm-hmm. and that would manipulate the puppet in different ways so how you twist it and hold your hand and move things kind of as if it were a handbook but that would uh, accentuate different parts of a more like a fully bodied three-dimensional puppet which was I mean of course you can it's just really amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that kind of stuff is incredible. And I think um, it was for the, uh, I think the video you're talking about is the dozers from the new Fraggle Rock. Yes. The little guys that work all the time. Um, and, you know, back in the in the olden days, that was all <laughs> done with, ca- you know, cables and rods and stuff. Yeah. And they got an incredible range of movement out of that simple technology. But now with, you, you're basically using that Thanos glove to... Uh, mm kind of shrink your hand digitally and put it inside the head. It's incredible. It's amazing. So yeah, stuff like that is what I would like to do in the future, but we'll have to. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to uh, get a lot of knowledge now. Probably, as well. how, how did you get into puppetry? Yeah, that was... Uh, I've always liked puppets. I think I've always, like I said, I grew up watching Fraggle Rock and Sesame Street mm-hmm. and um, things like that. Um, and the Muppets, obviously. Um, and I don't know, probably about four years ago, maybe longer. 
in the Fools with Tools group, somebody said, oh, for, for April Fools, let's all make a puppet of ourselves and put it on our Instagram and not say anything. Um, or make right, a, yes. maybe, maybe it was make a model of ourselves or something. I can't remember exactly what the brief was. Um, and having been someone that's always made stuff, it never really occurred to me that I could make a puppet. I don't know why. I was like... Mm you know, really enjoyed my favorite film and like too much to my wife's annoyance is uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, right? I'll watch that <laughs> any time of the year. I could probably go and watch that after this. It's 30 degrees here and I'll go and watch a Muppets Christmas Carol. I mean, it is a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it never occurred to me that that was something that you could make, that I could make. Um, hmm. So I just gave it a go and then, yeah, I was just hooked on the silliness of it all. I mean, uh, the silliness suits you? Is that weird to say? No, 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 no. <laughs> I think being silly is so important. I think so many grown-ups, especially, like, shy away from being seen to be silly or to be playful. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, what makes, what, what makes play or, or silliness different from work is not so much what you're doing, but the stakes involved or the um you know like a child will build with blocks but that's not a job and a bricklayer will lay bricks and that is a job yeah um, the difference between those two things is what happens if it falls down if it falls down the kid's gonna laugh if it falls down and you're a bricklayer you're gonna get into a lot of trouble right <laughs> yep um so it what i like about the puppets and making them is like if it goes wrong it's only you know, it's like 50 bucks worth of foam and fleece. It's not the end of the world. And it might mm. even look better because it looks stupid and the eyes are wonky and it's <laughs> just fun. And the yeah. stakes are very low. There's nothing really to go wrong, I guess. Yeah. I haven't thought about, about it like that, but it is a very low threshold. Mm -hmm. Also because, like, as you say, even if it does go wrong, at least according to your plan, that might still work and it might still be a really good puppet yeah mm -hmm. if you just be different yeah and what, what you're trying to create with puppets is something that looks alive or that feels alive and living things are imperfect you know mm. that no one's face is symmetrical no one's uh you know expression is totally the same all the time on both sides of their face so if you've got some you know a puppet with a lazy eye or a slightly wonky mouth it just makes him more natural more alive yeah yeah oh hell also when you, if you have a lot of them like helps to separate them give their own little characteristics or like specialties that's a good yeah. idea um do you I'm, I'm not sure if you mentioned it before but how many puppets have you made so far um, because I've seen at least three. Oh, uh, more, uh, more than <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I but I've, I've I've seen three. Like uh, the difficult. I don't remember to be honest. Uh, the difficulty I have is I like making puppets. Mm -hmm. I'm not a puppeteer. I don't perform puppets, and I don't have the space to keep puppets because they're big, bulky things. Is so, is that also why you're not mad at Dan? Or kidnapping, whatever his blue one was called, or the blue uh, one there? He named him Ollie. Ollie, um, yeah. He didn't kidnap him. We, I swapped Ollie. I, I sold, oh. him. sold <laughs> him. Sold him for some dinner plates, some lovely turned dinner plates. Uh, oh. 
That's a, that sounds like a fair trade. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um, I don't know how many puppets I've made. 50, 100, less wow. than Wow, okay. In, in four years. Yeah, I, um, I'm really bad at social media. I don't post. Yeah, because... Like, yeah, you've been holding out on us. <laughs> it's not for you, Yam. It's for me, right? Yeah, like, that's true. And I don't want to be Insta-famous or anything, so I share things when I remember or somebody posts a thing and says like oh you need to share 10 things in the next 10 days but i largely forget to do it and then uh i make stuff and then either give it away or it gets packed away into a box somewhere and gets forgotten about and lost um just trying to think really through how many because i've done at least three star wars puppets so i did a jawa mm-hmm little guy he had glowing eyes he was cool oh, uh, i did a chewbacca and i've done a baby yoda a grogu oh yeah uh, yeah the grogu i saw the small hand puppet yeah yeah little yeah. one um i don't know yeah i think probably at least 50 at least 50 i would say that's a, i'd say that's a substantial amount yeah well i'm sorry I, <laughs> I wasn't planning on it i just yeah they don't take long. They don't take a huge amount of time. I mean, some people spend months and months and months on a single puppet, and I do not have the patience for that. So, I mean, I it, it, there's there's always someone who wants to be the perfectionist and like has this really detailed plan they want to execute. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think it's really nice to have someone who can just go like, no, I just want a thing, mm-hmm. and these colors and a wonky face, and we're done. Mm-hmm. In almost that amount of time, yeah, and it's it still works as a puppet. I mean, yeah, that that fraggle on the tricycle. I, I assume you spent a bit more time on him, but still, that that's a it's a. I can see how quote unquote simple it is, mm-hmm. without actually knowing all the steps in it. But it's not like super elaborate, but it works really well. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times with any kind of making, um, it's. The fraggle, especially, is the illusion of simplicity. Like it looks very simple. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it is pretty simple, really, in the grand scheme of things. But like the ostrich feather hair, yeah. you can't attach just loads of ostrich feathers at once. You have to bundle them oh. up in. So I had to have a rows of colors and pick one of each color and then glue them together like a fly, like a fishing fly, oh. and then punch an all into the head and put one puffed of hair in, close it up with glue, let it set, next one, next one, next one. Oh, okay, never mind me. That's, <laughs> that's a lot more complicated, yeah. No, but I mean, it's a pretty simple process, and it's just, it just takes a long time, and it is time-consuming. But when you look at it as a whole, you don't see the work. You just see yeah, yeah. the simplicity of it. Um, but no, things like, things like the Fraggle do take more time because they are have that more like kind of labor intensive thing involved um things like the baby grogu i did in an afternoon you know yeah and yeah i guess that's a bad example because that one works really well like simply because of the colors it has Mm -hmm. i mean it he grogu now is so up in front in pop culture that like as a symbol like it works almost as well as mickey mouse Mm -hmm. You just need like the colors to be there, or like the shape of the head, or something. And it's like, yeah, that's that's it. That's him. Yeah, that's true. But m- maybe to gently segue over to a topic, 
Although I I could probably talk about puppets all day, but yeah, uh, me, me too. You'll have to physically stop me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see how many puppets sneak into the conversation as we go. Uh, but it, sort of yet again, I had one of these thinking moments that are very scary for everyone involved, including me. Uh, but I ended up wondering, what do we sort of owe our former self or the person we used to be? And in that, I sort of found myself thinking that, well, that that person doesn't exist anymore. So nothing. But also, I think there's parts with that person that are still worth honoring, if that makes sense. And yeah, Lucas, I'm not sure how, I mean, with, with a bit of a therapist background, uh, not to go completely psychoanalytical, but no, I don't do that kind of therapy anyway. Um, oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think we we all owe our our childhood selves and our adolescent selves and our younger adult selves something, um, even if even if it's just the learning that came from all the mistakes that they made. You know, like even if it was just that they fucked up a lot <laughs> and now you don't have to fuck up because they've done it for you you know that might be something yeah. to be over they took our licks for us and our bumps and our cuts and graces and things and it's very handy to do that when you're still young and you bounce more than break <laughs> yeah and, uh, and now you know now you know that you know whatever 20 foot is not a jumpable height or <laughs> yeah you, you can't drink 18 pints of cider in one night and then ride your bike home and all sorts of oh stuff. that sounds like a fun story yeah well <laughs> <laughs> at I, least a, a learning moment as yes point. exactly and i yeah. think uh what I, what i try and say in my actual um professional life i suppose mm. is to you know, we could think about regret or we could think about remorse, but we could also think about gratitude, you know, like being grateful for, for the things that have taught us lessons or uh, have made us resilient or have made us flexible, you know, like emotionally, morally, physically, maybe. I don't know what you guys got up to in your childhood, but, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Jan's got the look of somebody who maybe was a gymnast. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, like, uh, but that's what I was thinking. You know, I, when you raised the topic, Raz, that's what I was thinking about, actually, is, you know, there are things about my, my previous self, you know, their love of booze, their enjoyment of chocolate that's made me mm. overweight now, that I want to grab them and shake them for but then there's yeah. other things about them that I just think, you know, like I'm really, I'm really grateful that you did that. I'm really grateful that you made that decision mm -hmm. to make a stupid puppet. I'm really grateful that you yeah. decided to join a Facebook group of other weirdos from around the world. I'm really grateful that you decided to do these other things. Yeah, Facebook groups in particular are a scary subject. Yeah. <laughs> Red, how about you though? You're also muted. That's a good point. Mm. Um, yeah, Lucas. Lucas had, had a very good point because the our self past did 
all the mistakes and and made us what we are now so we learn from them but we also probably have the scars that from from what they have suffered in the past so what we have suffered in the past made, made us stronger but they probably made some mistakes that we are still living with right now so i think we i owe myself to get better and to heal from the past and to get rid of whatever mistake i, I made or or someone made towards me so that that's one aspect of the things um when you raised the topic Raz, what came to my mind was to just be up to it like um all the decisions that I made in the past, now I have to live with them. Mm. Some are, are like, they, they have absolutely no meaning in my life right now, but some have big, big impact. And not only on me, but also on other people. Like, just to take a, a quick example, getting married, having a child. Yeah. That's decision that I, I made, obviously with my wife, um, in the past and now we have to we have to do what needs to be done not only for the kid but also for us we have to be I fucking hate that expression like being the best version of ourselves doesn't mean shit to me but we have to be responsible we have to care for the, the kid we have to give the love that he deserve not only we owe him but he deserve because mm -hmm. he asked for nothing like <laughs> the child hasn't asked to to be born right yeah. so that's a selfish that's the most selfish decision that you can make in life give life to someone else and and throw him in the world and say yay have fun no <laughs> you, you you have to care for him Mm. I have to care for him. So I have to be up to the task now. So that's something I owe my past self. Like I made a decision a few years back. Now I am responsible for that decision for the rest of my life and for the rest of my kids' life. So that's the kind of decision that you can't just uh, run away from. Many amongst many others but yeah that 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 was the first first uh, thing that came came to mind when it, when you mentioned topic mm -hmm. what about you yeah um first of all from my young me and to me today i mean there's some um, <laughs> let's say i've grown bodily like from my from my body or from my age but um i'm not that much different from when i was young Mm -hmm. So the, what I owe my past self is all the toys I couldn't afford back then. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about like the expensive, like I want that like 60 inch TV or something like that. I'm talking about, I got myself an old NES. I got myself a game. I got myself the stuff that I swore myself or that I remember that I really wanted when I was like eight years old, nine years mm -hmm. old. And I don't care how childish the toys are. Like, this is something, when I started earning money, I got myself those, like, time over time, like, the old stuff. And, it's, like, and I enjoyed it. So, um, I, yeah, I still don't feel like grown up. I don't have the responsibility of a child. 
which is mm -hmm. in, in my book is great because I don't want it. Like I love to be an uncle, but I don't want the responsibility. And I'm had like really lucky that stuff is on the same page with me. Mm -hmm. uh, there's still is not a single day that goes by where I think, or where I don't think like, damn, I need an adult right now. So I definitely don't see myself as one. And then I found out, well, I can actually do it myself, but it's just, I, I don't like doing it or like making certain decisions. Um, no, like uh, looking back or what I, um, like what I own my younger self is, yes, there, there's, of course you were completely right. There's a lot of mistakes that were made along the way, but I've grown from them. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of stuff I look back and I think, and I would say I would make it differently because it was necessary to learn from it. And a lot of the mistakes I made, I was able to fix later on, mm -hmm. like being having arguments with people, like resolve the arguments or where I've seen, not seen eye to eye with other people. So I was extremely lucky to not have a lot of people I don't talk to or stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, there's there's not that much in that way. So for me, it's really just I'm just still a child that just got older. <laughs> That's nice. Raz, what about yeah. you? you? I, I mean, yeah, there's things to both sides of all of this. I mean, uh, one thing that came to my mind, which is kind of different from what you've spoken about so far, is I used to do a lot of track and field and martial arts mm -hmm. up until I was 16. Mm -hmm. Up until I basically moved to Japan and became an exchange student, it sort of all petered out after that. Uh, Japan can ruin your life. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was, well, yes and no. Well, one thing, the whole experience of going to Japan was I was way too immature to do that at the time I did it. Mm -hmm. But I, that also caused me to grow a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. And thinking back on that time is that, yeah, it, I would probably have a way better experience if I'd gone, even if it's just somewhere in Europe instead of across the world, where at least the language is similar enough that I could be, uh, be lazy and actually still learn it mm -hmm. instead of just being stupid and lazy. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the whole fact of uh, I did a lot of those sports not because my dad forced me to but because my dad was there to drive me around to them mm -hmm. so it was very easy to go do all of those things and then when I came back it, sort of I had this break in the routine I didn't manage to fully get back into them and I also started to get more and more of my own life that would conflict with all of these activities uh, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this before but I, I even set a national record in pole vaulting for 10-year-olds. Wow. No, yeah. you didn't? I don't remember that. That's that's something I did. I mean, that's yeah, like... That's cool. I, it's kind of sad. I mean, you have to go to back to like... When I was 10 years old, that was the glory days. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's not as bad as for us. I mean, for us, that's like years and years back. For you, that's basically yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, Four like, years ago. Like, uh, <laughs> but it's also one of the things where like, it would be really fun to keep at pole vaulting at least long enough that I could beat my dad's old record. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and granted, my when my personal best was 183, and I think I did that when I was 11, maybe 12 years old. So I basically, when I was like half my size, I jumped the size I am now in a bit. 
but when I was 10, I set the national record for at 160 centimeters, I think it was. But my dad's personal best is 3.8 meters. So it's oh, like, wow. well, yeah, no, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> uh, I, I would, it, it's one of the things where, like, if I'd stuck with it, it would have been ace to be able to beat my dad. But I also mm. grew up doing karate, uh, and I got the chance to beat up my dad there, so I guess I got happy. Hmm. But that's one, one of the things where, like, uh, just a second, uh, I did these things, at least the karate, I did consecutively for 10 years. And then another five years, maybe, a bit on and off. So, yeah, half the time I was, I've been alive. And sometimes I feel like I should get back into it just because I have all of this experience with it. Yeah, but, but why? Yeah, that's exactly it. I was like, I feel like I should, but there's no reason to. I sort of replaced that with dancing. And so, like, the social aspect is I got with the dancing. The, the exercise, I kind of got with the dancing. Mm. And it, I'm still having fun. I'm still out there doing things that is not work-related and is purely for fun. Yeah. So when my schedule is already full, it's kind of... I find it easier to say to myself, like, no, I, I don't need to take another thing on my plate. This is enough. I already am fully booked and super busy. But still, it's that nagging feeling sort of of, but I, shouldn't I, maybe? I just want to know what... You say so you moved to Japan, the home of karate, and at that point you were like, nah, I'm not interested anymore. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I got to try a bit of judo and kendo when I was oh, okay. there. So it was more like it just was a sort of complete break in the schedule of things that when I got back home, I never really fully got... It also, uh, actually, I just remembered, it also happened that we changed dojos during that same period of time, about just before I left, left for Japan. So I grew up doing 10 years of Shotokan Karate. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we changed dojo to one that was closer to us, but they did, uh, or still does, Vadoriyo. Mm. And the style is just different enough that I never was able to connect with it because at that time, just everything sort of came up in flux. And then of course there was my parents' divorce after that as well. So it was like just a lot of shit that happened. Mm -hmm. But, sure. but yeah, I, I know the irony of like moving to Japan and having like ditching the one thing that was connecting me to Japan from beforehand. It's like, no, nah, fuck that shit. I'm I sure just like to be different. Yeah. Which is why I went to Japan by all means, because like, quote unquote, everybody else I knew went to the US. Oh. And I was like, how about something different? And like at the list of countries, the, U, the uh, Japan was like, that's about as different as you get. Mm -hmm. And far away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Lucas would have plenty to say about you trying to beat your your dad's old god. <laughs> but actually, my my question would be would be more because I was what you said about uh, picking up karate again or martial arts again. Uh, that's something I I thought about like last month or two weeks ago. So I was I was like, yeah, I should I should get back to sports and and have a, a side activity aside from taking care of family and work. So it would be nice to have some 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 kind of uh, hour, two hours uh, period of time during the week where I can do whatever I want and have fun. And so I was thinking about getting back to martial arts because I was like all these hours of training that my past self uh, get involved into and sacrificed uh, energy, time, tears and blood as they say um yeah. 
would be would be lost if I wouldn't at some point get back to it. But then I thought, no, my past self is the fucker that broke his ankle like four times. <laughs> and, and, and because of him, now I have to fix the mistake by going to a physiotherapist every single week mm. uh, for at least one hour. So I understand the, the, the feeling of wanting to get back to something that you've practiced back in the, the days. But also, I don't, I don't really feel the need to do so because it's, it's not completely lost to me. What I've done in martial arts for so many years built me. Mm. It made me who I am now. And even if I'm joking and kind of playing the grumpy French guy, my, my actual behavior, demeanor or, or mentality is very different. It's, it's really centered around everything that I learned in martial arts. So being respectful and being, um, yeah, all that samurai shit that you know about. Is, um, is they also the one who taught you how to punch a microphone? I didn't <laughs> yet today. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm being very careful today. <laughs> Sorry, but... that's why I'm mocking you. You're, you're doing excellent. Yeah, yes. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. But if you want me, I can still punch it. Um, I, I, I don't think I need to tell you. Yeah. Well, you will have a surprise <laughs> at the end of the episode. If I do it, if I don't do it, you, you'll see. Um, I lost my train of thought now. But that's okay. But you said you were yeah. really centered, and then you we were talking about punching stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yes. So fixing fixing the mistakes of because yeah as as Lucas was saying about uh, eating chocolate in the past and and, mm. and being mad at your past self for doing that uh, all the injuries that we have physically or mentally uh, somehow we we chose to have them and now we have the responsibility to do the job and fix it or just live with it i'm not sure that living with it would be would be the right choice if we we could have a conversation with our past self like what do you want me to do with your your open scar upper open wound right now and now that's fine live with it you will suffer for the rest of your life but that's fine i'm not sure that that's the answer that that we would get so maybe we owe our back our past self to just do our best to to fix it but again i don't like like this bullshit of being the best version of yourself doesn't mean anything but just to be no just a person who did feels comfortable with itself yeah exactly yeah i mean i know i, I know people that are completely assholes but they're comfortable with themselves so it's basically yeah, good the for problem. them <laughs> <laughs> and bad for us yeah. yeah for sure i don't think it's necessarily about fixing anything i think no. it's about resolving it right like mm -hmm. yeah dealing with it maybe you're not interested so much in going back to martial arts right because you have completed that part of your you know you, you achieve what you wanted to achieve or you learn what you wanted to learn and for raz it's different because he got to a certain point and maybe there's still a little bit of him inside a little part of him that's like i didn't quite get there where i wanted yeah. to i, I mean, didn't I'm... quite jump 3.8 meters i yeah i well, want to in karate i never got my black belt oh fuck why yeah. I, because i got into the scouts 
instead at this, uh, at the time so i didn't work train enough just before i was supposed to do it okay yeah i i, I mean I, I i'm not judging at all but that's really a, sh a shame that you just stop right before it at least when i stop i had mine see yeah. i i mean i it, that's probably the 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 step that i reached and and Somewhere in my mind, I was like, "Okay, I'm done. I've, I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I, I, I showed them that I could, or I showed myself that I could mm. get get that." Huh. Uh, so it's it, it's it's unresolved, as you, Lucas says. I, I'm I'm probably done with it, even though I know that I loved that so much that I, if I physically could, I would get back at it. But my ankle is, and, is a bitch. See, uh, and I reached everything I wanted to because I reached white belt. In judo, <laughs> that's I'm the best bad. one. And then I'm I've... current white belt. I'm... <laughs> oh, you're practicing? I'm. Uh, I've been forced to learn karate against my will. Is what I keep telling me. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, okay. My, my five-year-old wanted wanted to learn karate, and he didn't want to go by himself. Uh -huh. so oh, that's so nice. We've been going together, and he loves the fact that we're both white belts and that we're yeah, in the same great. group. So it's yeah. me and like loads of five-year-olds, <laughs> and you can beat the shit out of them. That's yeah, right. <laughs> I'm the best in my group. I'll say that <laughs> for, for the moment. For the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it two years. And... No, I know. I know. <laughs> we have to do touch sparring, and there's a seven-year-old kid who's like a red belt. And I just can't keep up. He is so fast. Like, I just can't yeah. block. And it doesn't help that he's like, you know, so much shorter than I am. So I can't reach down as low as he is. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's obviously. So, sort of on that, uh, my, my dad actually got uh, his uh, third done in Kamaga last yeah. week. Oh, and wow. he will probably get his second done in Baldurio this week. Congrats again in advance. Mm -hmm. And damn. still, that's that's that, that's the fucker who now got three joint replacements. Yeah, and is basically. And now you like... know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was broken. Well, mostly broken before all of this. Yeah, I think if you fall four meters on the regular, like that's well, point eight meters. Yeah, yes. Well, no, that. I mean, you you're supposed to land on the mat, though. That helps. Might. I'd want more than a bat. <laughs> yeah, anyway. There's this, this quote in Doctor Who that I really like. It's at the at the very end of season seven, I believe, when uh, the eleventh doctor is is changing. And he says that it, we are changing and it's, it's it's okay as long as we remember we all the lives that we we used to be the older person that we used to be. I, I heard a beautiful sentence from a friend of mine uh, last week, actually. Mm -hmm. It's okay to decay. It's okay to decay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it. I, I just love it because it's so simple. But it, yeah, yeah. I, I. Mm, it doesn't. It doesn't speak to me the way that this Doctor Who quote speaks to me because. Um, we we are forced to decay. That's not something that we choose to do. Yes. But remembering who we used to 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 be. Oh, that's true. Yes, there's more nuance to Doctor Who. In that yeah, yeah. That that that's something you have to you have to choose. Mm. And I I did that choice uh, 
twice in my life like okay i'm done w with the person i used to be i'm i'm there's this like fucking new me bullshit that goes on every year that people talk about a lot mm -hmm. for me it was very i was changing lives i was coming i was going from a life to a different one like changing town changing job changing country yeah so i made the conscious decision to change so much stuff at that time that it, it, it one could say that it was really a, a, a me being transitioning into someone else like but i didn't forget i didn't forget who i was previously so it helps me uh moving on and carrying on with my life and trying to still improve things I, 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 it doesn't make sense probably uh, when I say no, out, out loud. It, I think it does. Uh, at least to me, having talked through this a bit, it's it is very important not to forget who we were. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, we don't actually owe that person we used to be anything anymore. Because no, we can we can be not... we can be thankful for the right decisions. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, but and the not... wrong ones as well, and the good stories are because of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess it's it's a, just a matter of we don't actually owe them anything. Like, I mean, I, I've I've uh, I've told this to a few friends of mine that apparently never heard that sentence before. Is that you can always change your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your past self might have, might have made a decision about the type of education or a lifestyle or a job. And then three, four, five years down the line, you realize, no, fuck that shit. Change your mind. Just go do something else. I heard a great uh, saying, apparently it's Iranian. I, I don't speak the, the Persian version of it, but uh, the, the, the fish in the sea is always fresh. Whenever mm -hmm. you decide to go fishing... Mm -hmm. The fish is always fresh. So if you mm -hmm. decide to go now, great. If you wait five years, fish is still fresh. It's not going to go bad. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity, the decision that you took in the past, you can go back to that point and you can change your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful one, actually. Yeah. That was good. It stuck with me. I yeah. think, um, you know, you can... We all have those moments, usually when I can't, you know, you can't sleep and it's three o'clock in the morning and you start fighting the covers, thinking about that thing that you did 10 years ago where you really put your foot in it or you were a dickhead or whatever. No, uh, I'm yeah. watching Netflix when, I, when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a friend of mine said that he, we were talking about trying to practice gratefulness and trying to be grateful. And he said, I'm always grateful for those really because you get two choices in life. You either grow enough to realize that you are an asshole or you stay an asshole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that I've grown to a point where I'm like, I'm not that dickhead anymore. I didn't make that mistake again. Or yeah. I, I realize. The scary thought is realizing that you always think your five year old five five year past self is always an asshole. <laughs> so for some of us it's a really slow growing process. Yeah. <laughs> Actually my my five years old self was great. That was no, a no, kid. no fi not five year old. The the one that's continuously five years behind you. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a dick. 
No, he does not. <laughs> Maybe a little, 20, sometimes. I'm, I'm too old now. 25 years past me, yeah, probably. Five years, <laughs> nah, I was fine. I was fine. <laughs> See, Raz, if you weren't a child, this is what you would get to. The, the point of maturity where the fine. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll get there with age and decay. Yeah, in a few years. We'll help you. Well, well you'll stand on the sideline and cheer and call me rude names? I'm not yeah. sure if we're going to be standing. We're probably going to be sitting <laughs> in a wheelchair. And it's yeah, going to be a little bit more like the Muppet thing, like up from the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yes. Yeah. Did, did we did we actually just complete a topic? I think we did. I mean, yeah, yes, ma. That's, That's quick. Mm -hmm. Because you can't be on anymore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you just you like, solved things. How, for us. How? I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I solved <laughs> things for you. I was just. Uh, I. I. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. I think. Um, Actually, that's like sort of just one part of it, really. Like what Jan was saying at the start about, I'm, I'm going to get all the things that my childhood self wanted. I'm going to get a NES. I'm going to get a Nerf gun. I'm going to get all this stuff I wasn't allowed. Um, yeah, I, I see the Super Soaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's not a Super Soaker. Is it a Nerf <laughs> Yes, it oh. is. <laughs> I modified it with a better Mac. Did <laughs> you change the spring? Uh, no, actually I didn't, because I'm going to give it to my um, nephew at one point. Okay. So he can drive my brother nuts. <clears throat> Perfect. <laughs> That's the joy of being an uncle. That you don't yes, especially if you don't have kids yourself and you can just yeah. give him everything that makes noise. I did um, give him a... Drum set. Did, did I tell the story about um, how I made the, the chainsaw from my nephew? Like one of those Bosch plastic ones with the sound no. module in it? No. And I took it apart, apart and I put a little amp in it and like uh, instead of 0 0.5 watts I put a 5 watt speaker in it. <laughs> so that thing was like close to more like 80 to 85 decibel. Oh, when I first when I first gave it to him he was afraid of it and started crying, but then like one year later he was old enough to play with it and drove my brother nuts. I also wow. ruined the um the screws like you put the batteries in. Mm -hmm. So I put one of those long lasting batteries in and then I just killed the screwed head <laughs> so my brother wouldn't be able to open it oh you're fucking evil Perfect. oh yeah <laughs> yes i am but i think yeah you're you're an evil genius i'm so glad that i'm not related to you <laughs> <laughs> my brother-in-law loves to buy my kids musical instruments drum kits ukuleles xylophones piano yes the trick is great to... for them but absolutely the trick that. is to buy something without batteries that always can make noise yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, Lucas, what I wanted to ask you though, and this was at the beginning of the conversation where we went to, um, like for the listeners, when we talked about the past self, you the first thing you did was looking at your tattoos. And yeah. this is funny because this is something I basically thought about too, just looking at it kind of as timestamps. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about it? Is this something you want to talk about? Yeah, I was just, uh, so uh, Raz sort of told us his idea for a topic and I was looking at my tattoos and I I don't regret any of them. I've got a handful and I like all of them and I, it's just sort of part of my skin now, you know, I wouldn't change them about myself. Mm -hmm. But if I was think, thinking, if I woke up today or tomorrow completely tattoo free, would I get the same things now? Would they have the same meaning? And I'm not sure that I would, you know, I think 
they uh, were so specific to that time and place mm-hmm. and, and that version of me mm-hmm. that I think, uh, you know, like almost like a, they're a, yeah, like a timestamp, like a photograph almost mm-hmm. of that time. Mm-hmm. And they don't exist. They wouldn't exist now. I wouldn't choose them again, but I don't regret them for what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, kind of like a symbol of who you used to be, maybe more than who you are today. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? so the one on my forearm here is a quill. Because mm-hmm. when I was 18, I had ambitions of being a novelist. And I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm dyslexic. I can't write very well. I've probably only read five books in my whole life. But for some reason, I thought, yeah, I'm going to fucking be a novelist. <laughs> <I'm> ambitious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I got a tattoo because I had a hundred quid and thought I'd get something. And uh, but I wouldn't regret it now because I think it makes me smile to think about that like young, idiotic, mm-hmm. hit, yeah. hit kid who had no idea how the world works and stuff. True. So it's never painful to to look at your tattoos and like thinking that you never became the the author that you wanted to be. No, because now as as I've grown, I don't I don't look back at that like 18 year old kid who wanted to be a novelist and think that I have in some way failed him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be happy if I was a novelist. I, f- I would be fucking miserable. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like actually what, uh, what I thought I wanted isn't necessarily what I actually want. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I've got a, before doing what I do now, I've got a string of like failed, not failed careers, but of avenues that I've explored and gone, actually, no, that that's not for me. And, mm-hmm. You know, when I first started getting making commissions, people emailing me saying, oh, can you make this? Can you make that? I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do or any job that comes my way, really. But because I thought that would be the thing that I want to do is make stuff. But I quickly realized it wasn't. And actually, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I don't, I don't, it's not painful to think about him, that 18 year old kid who was full of optimism about being the next Jack Kerouac or whatever. I just think, kind of want to give him a bit of a cuddle, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, cute dreams. Very yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. Like, he's, uh, he was a nice kid and he had a lot of ambition and he made a lot of mistakes and that was fine. And then, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a part of growing. Mm-hmm. I think it, it. I guess it is supposed to hurt in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I think actually, Red, it was you that said something. I don't know if it was an earlier episode or a different podcast that you were on, maybe that I tell people all the time. Which oh. was uh, what did they? What did they about, say? about parenting, where you say, you know, what's the best thing about being a parent is watching your child grow up, and what's the worst thing about being a parent is watching mm. your child grow up. Like yeah. actually. You know, I miss the fact that my kid is not a baby anymore. Yeah. Both of them are boys, like, you know. And I, But I love the fact that they're old enough for rough and tumble and being silly and and stuff. And I think it's the same for yourself. Like, um, you know, I, I like the fact now that I'm in my mid-30s and I'm settled and I've got a nice house and I've got a nice job and I've mm-hmm. got my own children. And then I also miss the fact that I'm not this 18-year-old kid with loads of dreams of going to change in the world and all that sort of stuff yeah personally for me it it, it hits very different i love my kid he's nine and and i love him as he is but 
if I stumble a video upon a video of him being like two, oh my my <laughs> heart is just devastated in two seconds because th that kid is gone. I will never see him again, and that's what's painful. But when I think about myself, my past self, I'm like, it's it's he's not gone completely. I'm still that person in in some ways. I've changed a lot and I'm, I'm, I'm probably completely different now, even biologically, but there is still a, a, a percentage of me who's that kid, the, the guy that now I can, I, yeah, same thing, probably if I met my 18 years old self, I would probably hug him and say, don't worry, it's going to be all right, you, you're going to you're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna suffer, you're gonna hurt yourself, but in the end, it, it will work out. Just don't do this and that, because that, <laughs> that my friend, will regret for the rest and of by, life. And by the way, here are the lottery numbers for next week's. <laughs> Stay away from that girl, that trick, yeah, that yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> do some mistakes. And I think that, like, about what we owe our past self, actually, and thinking about it is, and kind of what Jan is doing by re buying all his childhood things is we can uh, we can treat our past self, right? Like mm -hmm. we now have the maturity and the agency and the hindsight to know, like how many toys did you get when you were a kid that you thought were going to be great and then ended up being crap? Now you know which ones are the good ones. The NES, yeah. the Nerf gun, right? <laughs> yep, yep. In, in hindsight, you could cherry pick and, and kind of really reward your inner child, past self, whatever. So, you know, sometimes I'll still do a little bit of writing late at night. You know, I'll just write like a few chapters of something or a little screenplay. Or no interest in getting it published. But yeah, because, a part, yeah, but the know. fish is still fresh. Yeah, yeah, whenever mm, I'm ready. Yeah, that's whenever exactly. I'm ready. Really like that, like going back to something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. And I'm um, sorry, Red, what you said about your, your kid when it breaks your heart when you seem like two years old. It's really exactly like you said, like if you look at your former self, it's like you don't look back and you don't regret your like stage of growing. So don't do it with your son. He's going through the exact same thing. No, no, it's it's not. Um, I, I don't regret that he's gone. I just regret that I, I have the feeling that I didn't enjoy him enough. At, at that time because I was busy working because I was stupid and I've lost so many hours doing other shit instead of just sitting on in, in, on a chair and watching watching him live it, it, it's, it's a weird feeling and and I, I, that's probably something that only parents can understand um, and that's fine I mean nobody's uh, is forced to 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 share my point of view on that, but um, yeah, it's it's only painful because I would like I would like because you're not aware mm -hmm. at that time that's the last time that you see that kid. So I would just like to see him once more, give him a, a big hug, say goodbye, and and come back to now, and keep going. Uh, on watching my kid grow because he's, he's a wonderful kid and I'm super happy the way he is now. But just, uh, you don't have the, 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 
the awareness at at the time to just say oh i need to enjoy that as much as i can because that's the last time i see him do this mm-hmm. stutter or shit his pants or <laughs> stumble up upon a toy or or learn how to ride a bike it's the first time but it's it's the last time for you and all those moments are are very very precious but yeah same thing for with me my my own self uh, last time i did something last time i went snowboarding i didn't know it was the last time i i was snowboarding and and mm. it wouldn't have changed anything if i had known at that time but now i i i'm like hey, fuck it was the last time when i went that day i can still go back now it would be a completely different experience probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it would still be fun but yeah you know this it's not regret it's kind of of nostalgia or whatever it is but when it comes to my my child it's like yeah i would just like to hug him a little bit more um, before he got because he's nine soon to be 18 and and <laughs> yeah and and he will fuck off in the world and and it'd be gone and i'm happy because it would mean it will mean that i've done my job properly and and so will my wife our job is to prepare prepare him for the big world but it's so painful when they when they fly away so i we just want to keep him in the nest as long as we can so yeah we just have to be aware of that and the our if we do it properly our future self will will be proud of us maybe hopefully yeah yeah sounds like something we could focus on hey (laughs) can can i tell about my week first no (laughs) no because i will will anyway because (laughs) it it kind (laughs) of ties into i mean it's it's not actually my focus but it's really cool i went to see a drag show Mm -hmm. uh well the one without cars and without balls I'm confused now. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my cousin. She's been uh, doing drag and working very hard the last ten years to establish a drag scene here in Oslo. Okay. Ah, okay. And I'm basically in Norway, mm-hmm. but and they celebrated ten year anniversary for the drag troupe. I think that's okay. the right way of saying it. And Do they have a name? Is their their name for the the troupe actually? Princess Alicious. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I just want to give them a shout and also say like that shit is hilarious. Nice. Uh, because I mean the the whole drag style as an art form is so different from so many other things. Mm-hmm. It's all about just expressing what you're thinking, what you're feeling, mm-hmm. or a moment or something like it. But it it doesn't de- demand anything of you as a performer in that sense. Mm-hmm. Because often you are you are just lip syncing to a song, or something. But something and yet, they... and yet I've seen uh, drag shows with wonderful, amazing singers yes. that would really deserve to be known because they have they have incredible voices and sing beautifully. So yeah, and, and yeah. this this was one of those shows where they managed to mix in excellent performers. They had stand-up in it, they had skits, and they had did some of their favorite sketches or uh, dances from way back. 
Uh, and one of the really, really cool one they did was um, a mixture of the story of Alice in Wonderland and the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And when you think about it, it's it is the same story. It's kinda. the same story. Yeah, just like Avatar and Dance with the Wolf is the same fucking story. They don't do new yeah. movies yeah. anymore. But it was really fun how they did that and sort of how his, uh, he, they sort of at the end sort of stopped the show and go like, okay, so I have like, I had a lot of fun making this and I figured out like 25 different endings to this one. So one of you, like you, pick a number. I was like, okay, 17. It's like, cool. And here's that ending. That's cool. That's nice. That was lots of fun. And yeah. Uh, went, with, went with our brother and a couple of friends, and it's it's hilarious. It's a great show, and it's great fun. So, go see some drag. Cool. But was it your also, focus? No. no my my no. real focus is uh, Engineers Without Borders. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, my neighbor that has not been that much in the workshop, but the neighbor in the workshop I'm currently at, uh, also sidebar, I picked up the keys yesterday. For the new workshop, That's yes, yes. Uh, nice. But uh, my neighbor at the workshop, he is working with engineers without borders to build and prototype a waste burn unit to generate uh, heat mm-hmm. and electricity. Cool. Mm-hmm. Which we can toss plastic into, and it will burn. Oh wow! Most of most types of plastic completely and safely. So no nasty fumes, nothing, just yeah. heat and, and energy. Yeah. That's great. By just, according to just heating it up enough, you can burn all of the bad fumes out of it, basically. As far as I understood it. Mm. I don't speak engineer speak, but uh, mm. yeah, uh, we were talking about that and a bit of like uh, the mechanics of it. And also he wanted some help. I needed some, someone to talk to to troubleshoot some mechanisms of it. And I could take off my vast knowledge of the rest of the videos and say like, oh yeah, I saw someone do this thing once and this thing once and this thing once. Will any of that work? And he's like, I don't know, but I'll try it. <laughs> cool. uh, but yeah, uh, really cool stuff. And we also ended up talking a bit about just how potentially I can do kind of a similar system or like heat capture system on the gas forge mm-hmm. and a heat exchanger to get some of the excess heat uh, from the gas forge. But also in summer to keep the shop cooler and not have like the blast furnace going so much yeah uh but yeah engineers without borders they're doing cool stuff cool Jan. nice uh me already okay um so i've been watching this week a little bit of uh, it's called robot cantina mm-hmm. and um i think it's hilarious because it's a guy who does the like gets old cars puts a new engine in but not what you think like the oh let's put a v8 in like a small old car no he's taken like an old the thing i watched is like an old saturn and he installed a uh three cylinder generator diesel into it with like what? 20 horsepower mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes like the opposite way it's like oh i have a <laughs> or uh the other one he has is um a lawnmower motor they're putting into a car at the moment so um in an old french car i think it's a renault peugeot i have have to check it (laughs) but it's 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 hilarious (laughs) send send those guys to me i i need to do some repair yeah yeah yeah. so it's a predator v-twin a lawnmower engine and they put it into i think it's a renault 
1969. And it's just hilarious because they just go completely about the opposite with us. I mean, they make adapter for the clutch system and everything, and so it drives. But you basically sounds like a lawnmower is passing you when they drive by, which it is because it's a lawnmower engine in the car. Um, and uh, the humor is also really nice. So yeah, that's that's my focus on for this week. Didn't have much time for more than that because I've been traveling like crazy. Not getting into my week, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's air ten. Oh, Lucas, you want to go? Yeah, Red is distracted. Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, No, so I think I've got two focuses, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) uh, My first one is a kind of a work thing, kind of a puppet thing to bring to everyone's attention. But not everybody knows this, but Sesame Street, the wonderful Sesame Street, is made by a non-profit called Sesame Workshop. So, okay. Um, and they do a lo- loads of amazing charity work around the world, education work in developing countries. You can donate to them should you wish. Um, and they also have a whole load of like amazing uh, resources about, you know, like how to teach your kids to be mindful and have quiet moments, or how to deal with big emotions. Or um, so any parents out there, it's all free resources and stuff and it's just a really great thing and everybody loves sesame street right so yeah now i, now I remember that. why i wanted to invite you on or what inspired that i was listening to um at the happiness lab and they had sesame street on as a as exactly that how to how to talk to kids about happiness and big emotions and all of those things mm-hmm. so yeah that this is exactly it it was sesame <laughs> workshop yeah and they're great and they're so they're cool um and then more of a kind of a maker focus thing i just i don't think this person gets enough focus so i would like to focus on uh leo from grund funkel oh yeah yeah you know they make they make great stuff i've commissioned them to make some stuff for for me and uh i just you know they need more followers more business more whatever but they do good work they're good people and they do good work Absolutely. absolutely yes my turn. Uh, yes, please. I go. think. Um, so I didn't have a lot of time this week to watch uh, the socials, but as usual, uh, I have insomnia. So I watched the first episode of Secret Invasion, uh, released on uh, Disney Plus, and I'm not sure yet where this is going, but um, Fury is back, and that's enough for me. So, okay. okay, I'm happy to see Samuel Jackson again in the role of uh, Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we, we'll see where it goes, how it goes. And but I enjoyed the first episode. So, yeah, that that's my focus of the week. Secret, secret invasion. Speak and about uh, getting old, though. What? Speak about getting old. Why? Oh, Samuel Jackson is not young anymore. No, yeah, that's true. And he's playing... Uh, 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 in the, it's not a spoiler, but in the first episode, he's, he's even... It's the, his character has aged. So he's, he's mm. the old Nick Fury coming back and everything. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, that's true. He's, he's not young anymore. Um, so, yeah, great thing. I've also rewatched uh, Loki because it's oh. a freaking great show. 
Um, and so, yeah, that's it for me this week. Nice. Wonderful. Any last little tiddly bits? Yes, it's over 30 degrees in my office right now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> How do you people live? We we suffer. Yes, oh. for, for the podcast, because I'm going to like tear open all the windows and doors in just a yes. second. <laughs> yes. yes. Lucas, thank you so much for being on. It oh, was a pleasure. Pleasure where, to have you. Where can people do some friendly stalking? Uh, I am uh, Maker Lucas, Maker underscore Lucas on Instagram, uh, or I'm usually knocking around in the Fools with Tools Facebook group. You can find me in there. Um, and that, that's it. I don't do any other social media, really. So Nice and simple. Mm-hmm. Cool. I also want to just only get messages and stuff one place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. And if you want to find the rest of us collectively, you can do that at two thirds focused on any of the mostly social places. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewin and soon at Smesta in Oslo. And you can find yes. me at the Red Smith or Red Smith everyone on the internet. Oh, damn. On the internet. More specifically at the redsmith.com. Nice. And you can find me under Nerd Inventor or Jan Maxwell on most of the socials. Wonderful. Thank you, nice. Lucas, for being on. Thank yep. you. Thank, Thank you, you. Lucas. Have a good week. Bye-bye.